Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Nightwing Volume 1, Leaping Into the Light, Collecting Issues 78 to 83 of the 2016 DC Comics run uh, by Tom Taylor and Bruce Redondo. No, Robert Redondo. Robert Bruce Banner, you were thinking. Robert Bruce Banner Redondo. It's staying in, Michael. I'm not doing it again. Don't do it again. Benjamin, I tell you what, there's some high numbers. Uh, what, what are the high numbers now, Michael? 78 to 80... What did you say? 78 to 82? 88 to 83, Michael. 83. Five, five issues collected? It, it, it's a five issues collected, Michael. Oh, very good, Benjamin. Benjamin! Yes? I tell you what, we read a lot yes. of comic books here on Collecting Issues, the comic book, bi-weekly co- comic book, the, this, this thing. Yes, and, that um, is the premise, Michael. Yeah, we're always reading comic books. And I tell you what, I tell you what, Ben... This has been one of the hardest ones to get our hands on we've ever had. <laughs> Michael, this thing is, is selling like proverbial hotcakes. We were all over the town, Ben, trying to get some of these. Yeah, I had to go out to Big Bang Comics, Michael. Ben, you had to go all the way out there and they didn't even give it to you for free as a promo. <laughs> that's, that's not near me, Michael, where I am. <laughs> it's nowhere near you. It's not even convenient enough, Ben. Benjamin. Yeah. And I tell you what, Ben. It's bloody, this is the hardest thing we've had in the tiny room in, in years. Yes, it's a hard cover. A hard cover, Ben. Is the soft cover not out yet? It's not out yet, Michael. This is too recent, Ben. Uh, Michael, this is cutting edge 2021. This is absolute bullshit, Ben. No wonder I couldn't get my hands on it for love nor money. Benjamin. This is great, Michael. Look at us. Look how on the edge we are, Michael. We're on the we're, cusp. We're on the cutting comics. edge of mainstream DC comic <laughs> books. Benjamin, do you remember a few weeks ago when we read The Manifesto? Yeah. Otherwise known as, um, I can't even remember what it was called, Green Lantern. Far uh, Sector, Michael. Far Sector. Far Sector. And I was like, oh no, I, I, the last thing I want to be reading is yeah. a mainstream, current line, main universe DC comic. And you said, no, no, you'll be pleasantly surprised. And I said, will I? And I, you said, you will, yeah. And I said, I was pleasantly surprised, Ben. Yeah. But also, I didn't really like it. But now, Ben... A mere couple of weeks later, you've bloody tricked me and you've tricked me into reading a comic that's out now. Yeah, I got you, Michael. You, and a bit of a manifesto. Absolute son of a bitch, Ben. You have given me, imagine if Batman was Spider-Man and a communist. <laughs> that, that's kind of interesting that you hit on that, Michael, because I, I don't think this comic would have happened without... Two very, very key influences, and that's um, communism, Karl uh, Marx. Communism, yeah, the works of Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Yeah, uh, no, but I don't. I don't think this comic would have happened without Matt Fraction and David Ayres' Hawkeye. Go on. Um, and I also don't think this comic would have happened without Mark Wade's run on Daredevil. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, because I think both those comics took took relatively liked superheroes. Yeah. And just gave them a new lick of paint, so to speak. Yeah, imagine if Batman was Spider-Man. Imagine if Batman was Spider-Man, or vice versa. Yeah, I think imagine if Spider-Man was Batman actually works more. Yeah, or vice versa. So I, I think, you know, certainly there's a lot of, even in the sequential art by Robert Redondo, there's a Rob- lot of David Aja in there. Go on. Heaping, helping doses of it. I'm, I'm speaking in particular, Michael, about the, the sequences where... Nightwing uses his nightsticks. Oh, go on, right, yeah. Uh, to to cut into glass, perhaps, or to make a staff for a young Tim Drake. Mm. 
those are done in the Ikea schematic style that kind of marked out certain sequences in the David Aja Hawkeye run. Very good point. Benjamin. Yes. Before we get too deep into art and influence and style. Arts. Yes. What even is Nightwing? Oh, Michael, come here to me. Come here to me. He's a superhero. Is he? Yeah. That's it. That's all I've got. Is he any use? Is he doing a kick? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, one of the interesting things, a couple of weeks ago, Michael, we took a look at the role of sidekicks in, in comic books. Not on this podcast. On, on our, our other, other podcast, Michael. Yeah, our sure more look. popular podcast. <laughs> sure look. Sure listen. The, podcast the one that takes... people listen to. Yeah, the one that people listen to. Yeah, <laughs> That's the one, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not going to let you get that out, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might have, Michael, lined those up on the calendar so that this episode would be close to that one until they moved the bloody Morbius movie and I had to move an episode up oh, and it went no. all out of whack. Oh, everything's out of whack. I had synchronicity. Anyway. Yes. Dick Grayson, Nightwing, is the original Boy Wonder, Michael. He's the original Robin. And Nightwing is his angsty phase when he turned around to Bruce Wayne and said, You're not my real dad. You're not my real dad and I've got a big flamboyant collar, so you get away from me. You get away from me, you. Um, It was a costume so close to Native American and indigenous tribes wear that it could have been considered a hate crime at one point. No, very Uh, good. Yeah, it uh, it was very on the nose at one point. He had a mullet, Michael. Mm. When he was first introduced um, And Nightwing has kind of grown into A very beloved hero in his own right uh, Not only in the DC universe Michael But among fans Yeah yeah. he's kind of like if Batman was Spider-Man He's kind of like if Batman was Spider-Man Or if Batman had a sense of humour Or if Batman had any kind of wit at all He's doing uh, a quip Ben When having a fight Loves a quip Michael So uh, that's one of the major distinctions Between Batman and Nightwing uh, Nightwing is a, is a quipper he's got, he's got a line for everything And everything for a line Hmm He's saving a dog. Uh, He's also incredibly acrobatic as a result of his upbringing in a circus, Michael. He's always flipping about the place. Yeah, there's some nice ways of doing it. And I think that's brought across really well uh, in this comic. This is a real... I say this about nearly every comic we read these days, Michael, but this is a real love letter for Nightwing fans. Oh, go on. You do. You say that about almost everything. We read I that do. Curse. I say it about almost everything. But that's what comics are lately, Michael. It's, It's going back into obscure characters. And it's authors being given a chance, given a chance to to really, you know, give them a little, give them a little re a re debut. Mm. Benjamin, we were reading Cursed Pirate Girl a few months ago, and you said, you know what this is? This is really just a love letter to Nightwing fans. Yeah, that's what I said. I said that, that about every said. comic we read yeah. now, Michael. We read Watchmen a few months ago, and you said, I tell you what, this is just really a love letter to Nightwing fans. <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting T-shirts made. It's going to be very good. <laughs> This whole podcast is just a love letter to Nightwing fans, really. <laughs> That's really what it is, Michael. That's really what it is. I hope a few of them have found this episode. Uh, it's all for you, guys. It's all been mm, for you. Mm, yeah. Nightwing Benjamin. fans. Benjamin. Yeah. I tell you what, though. Speaking of Nightwing, one yeah. of the things we don't do usually on this podcast is look at the comics in the wider context of the comic book universe that they're part of. Because on Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, we yeah. try to take every, every collected issue as yeah. its own thing. We do. I'll tell you what, Ben, I haven't read a Nightwing comic before in my entire life. You'd probably be okay if you didn't. I was I was mostly okay, Ben, but I have a few questions. Go on. I have a few questions, Ben. Go on. What has happened to Alfred? Yes, uh, well, Michael, this is spoilers for the, the, the culmination of the Tom King run on Batman. Mm, I haven't uh, followed that either. 
the incredibly divisive Tom King run on Batman where some Bat fans were like, yes, this is Batman. And other mm. Bat fans were like, oh, this is not Batman. And yet others, Ben, were like, you know what this is? This is just a love letter to Nightwing fans. <laughs> That's just the two of us, Michael Foot said yeah, that. That was a call. But poor L. Bane, Michael, got his ultimate revenge on Batman by killing the, the long-serving uh, manservant, Alfred Pennyworth. Not great. Yeah, so poor Alfred Pennyworth was put down like a dog by Bane, oh, no. Michael. It was grim. He got his L back snapped. Oh, Bane loves that. He loves that, Michael. Um, he loves doing that. That's his favourite. And it was a very devastating moment for Bat fans around the world. And so far, Michael, mm. he stayed dead. Um, How long has he been dead, Ben? About six months? Uh, I think it's a little bit, uh, more like seven or eight, but yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. So I mean a very small so far. This time here. So poor L. Alfred uh, kicked the bucket, Michael. And, mm. and that's really where this uh, series takes off. Tom Taylor took over the title on issue 78. Um, this is running since Rebirth, Michael. Uh, the the big DC event, the reboot, the soft reboot, the hard reboot. I don't know, Ben. It was a reboot. Mm. And this is where that picks up. And Nightwing's just been left a heft load of money. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, by his manservant who invested it <laughs> wisely and ethically. Isn't his job butler? Isn't yes. his butler? But apparently, yes. in assuming his role as butler, he, he was given... Uh, sorry, in assuming his role as guardian of Bruce Wayne upon the passing of his parents, yeah. Michael, uh, yeah. he was given stock options in Wayne Tech. Mm, that'd be worth a lot. That'd be worth a lot, Michael. And he then invested it judiciously and ethically. Mm. Uh, and Ethereum. has reaped reaped so much money, Michael, that he leaves Nightwing billions. He's a billionaire now. Everyone's billionaires. Everyone's billionaires. Um, it's a real love letter to Nightwing fans. <laughs> Benjamin. Yeah. I thought Barbara Gordon had a sore back. Yeah, so Does she not have a sore back? Does she famously Is she not famously like The representation of disability in comics? She was, yeah And then we said Ah, do you know what actually It's grand We don't need that She's sexier when she's Jipping about the place (laughs) Is that what someone said? That's what somebody said, Michael She's sexier when she's Jipping about the place Those are the exact words used (laughs) Tom Taylor Uh, Tom Taylor, 2022 (laughs) He said so of course himself, Barbara you know, Gordon was him. wheelchair ridden Thanks to the awful events Of the killing joke And now uh, yeah. In retrospect Much maligned comic mm. um, She's better but so she She's got better now She has very experimental surgery She touches on it herself Michael um, Where she says I have very experimental surgery Holding my back together Probably mm. shouldn't be hanging around rooftops Which I think Is yeah. a very wise decision By one Babs Gordon Yes, very wise decision, Ben. And also a very great comic book decision because you can just flick it on and off whenever you need. If you need to go back to your disability representation, you go, oh, it stopped working. Oh, the tech shorted out. And she's back in a wheelchair again. And then if you need her to be doing a big high kick, you go, oh, it's back. It's something, uh, I turned it off and on again. It's very handy. Yeah. Very handy. (laughs) So what we get here, Michael, is also a big return to Bloodhaven. What the hell is Bloodhaven, Ben? Bloodhaven is like a... A, a baby city to Gotham Right It's like Nace It's a bit like Nace That's right. not actually An unfair representation But if you wanted If if you If you sought A more American centric Representation It would be the New Jersey to New York Okay right 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 right, right. The Pecan Pecahonsi But uh, yeah that But the The thing about Bloodhaven is It's actually worse than Gotham In several ways Due to corruption Corruption eats it up At it's core Because it hasn't had 20 years or so Of Batman slogging his way through it Mm. And it's got its kingpin 
It's got its kingpin. So this is another thing. Uh, Blockbuster in this is taken directly from Netflix's Daredevil. Yeah, he's just kingpin. He's just kingpin. Yeah. And we get a lot of that. But one of the things that's interesting, Michael, is Nightwing first came to Bloodhaven in 1996 as a favor to Batman. He was he was uh, an undercover agent working for Batman to solve a series of unsolved murders. And it turns out, Michael, that the corruption in that city went all the way to the top. Oh, my God. Who? The president. Uh, I, it was it was the president of the United States. I don't know who it was. But it doesn't matter, Michael, because that's when he first came. And then he stayed there. And that's where Nightwing kind of found his feet right out from under the shadow of the Batman. In his smaller satellite city. Yeah. So that's where we saw this famous blue costume that we've kind of seen revitalized here, Michael. Uh, 1996 was the first introduction of that. And so... That became the first chance that Nightwing got to, to come out from right under the Bat Family shadow and really become a hero in his own right and gather up his own little cult following um, mm. of hardcore Nightwing fans. And Michael, I don't know if you've noticed, but this here comic is a love letter to them. It's a love letter to the Nightwing fans, really, yeah. isn't it? I'm going to hammer that right into the ground like Blockbuster does with all of his enemies. Yeah, it's very good. Yes. Anyway, Michael, that leads us to where we are now. He's returned to Bloodhaven. He went back to Gotham for a while. There was a whole mess of stuff in this, Michael. Um Nightwing in mainstream DC continuity has lost his memory twice in the last eight years. Not good for your brains. Not good for your brains, Michael. The first time he was shot in the head and he became an agent of Spiral, which was a run by Tom King. Tom King turned him into a bit of a a CIA secret agent man, a bit of an Ethan Hawke. Oh, okay. Ethan Hunt, I think you mean. Uh, The actor Ethan Hawke. uh, Yeah, no, he turned him into a a thespian, Michael. uh, (laughs) The actor actor Ethan Ethan Hawke. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. And then, uh, following that, Michael, what yes. we got yes, was, was uh, another bloody shot in the head. He was <laughs> he was shot in the head by KG Beast, uh, and he lost his memory again, Michael. And this time, he became Rick Grayson. Um, Richard Grayson, okay. Richard Grayson, until he got bashed about the brain by Joker, who jogged his memory because Joker is obsessed with the Bat family, and he didn't want anybody leaving behind a Bat legacy. Uh, and now we have Richard Grace, or then we have Dick Grayson again. Yeah, well, uh, Ben, you're going to get us demonetized if you keep saying Dick. Dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at all that money we never had. <laughs> our 750 ad revenue, Ben, has gone straight down the drain now. <laughs> That's it. It's all over. You've it's just all over. It all away, Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. This yeah. is heavily, much more than I think almost any comic we've read on. On, on collecting issues of the bi-weekly comic book book club this is just heavily it's it's just a snippet isn't it it's a snippet like there's a bit of a fresh start I wasn't completely lost yeah but it is really it's just part of a run isn't it yeah you're not picking this up and being immersed in the world too rapidly no and you're not going well that was a satisfying story no not at all beginning I think a middle and an end we, we get a Funnily enough, I thought the first three issues of this run were much stronger than the last two. Right, go um, on. There's so many twists and turns. Yeah, I could take or leave the Melinda Zuko thing, to be honest. Melina Zuko. Yeah, she's the mayor now. She's the mayor now. Mm. Um, so the Zuko crime family are the ones who murdered poor L. Uh, Dick's parents. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we were left with a very sad Dick uh, for a lot <laughs> of the Batman run as a result. And going for that demonetization, baby. Yeah, full on, go for it. The first three issues are much more interesting to me, Michael. We're getting a sense of how Richard Grayson runs around Bloodhaven. We're getting a sense of the kind of man Richard Grayson is. It's really mm. hammering home the point that I'm not Batman. I'm not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, I'm Batman. I actually, I'm, 
become Spider-Man. I quite possibly care an awful lot more about people at a core level, Michael, than Batman does. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, I've got a little doggy. I've got a little doggy called Haley slash Bitewing, who is my favourite character in the entire comic book. I will fight people who say otherwise. She's a little Benjamin three-legged dog. Bitewing is just a stunning name. Bitewing is a class name. It They've just smashed it out of the park with that one, Michael. The whole thing, um, I would forgive the whole rest of the comic just for that name. And of course, Haley is the name of Haley Circus, uh, which is the circus that he and his parents were part of. So that's why she's called Haley. Very clever. Yes. Uh, what we Benjamin. get in those first three issues, Michael, I think is a very strong comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very strong, off-the-shelf, part of a normal universe-run comic. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, as I said, I could take or leave Melina Zuko. I <laughs> I don't really care about that storyline. Ben. Yeah. She's his sister. Yeah. Dun, dun, I, don't, dun. I don't know if I care. I, I read this on the public transportation, Ben. I read this on the Lewis and I threw my hands up in the air and went, oh, for fuck's sake. The man who was sitting beside me started furiously craning his neck over to see what had upset me so much. Yeah. Did you just have a little like oh. I just went Ah oh, Fuck's sake Of course <laughs> oh, she is You've lost your iron blanket there Michael. I have lost my iron blanket Hold on I'll put it back on It's very cold <laughs> in the tiny room today Ben I've no electricity Because you got us demonetized Because <laughs> you kept saying dick <laughs> Michael is on Bob Cratchit uh, <laughs> Bob Cratchit rations <laughs> To keep the podcast electricity on Yeah 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 But then I think We get Yeah we get Melina Zuko And then we get a really weird soft Batman year one police chase go on um, so I, I think a lot of that initial sequence uh, where Nightwing finds himself in the Zuko apartment and surrounded by police is is very much a, oh Batman did this once oh did he Batman had to go up against the police once and a helicopter uh, famously Michael uh, Nightwing was a member of the Bloodhaven police force yeah he uh, was, that was um, his day job at one point he was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael. Huge part of the inspiration for that arc in the comics, Michael. He should have gone by his Christian name, Michael. Robin. Yeah. Robin. Oh, what a twist. Benjamin. What a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's not great for twists, this. Benjamin. Yeah. I don't know if I like this or not. Okay. There were highs and lows. Okay. Because, Ben, I've no interest. Uh, ben, in my advancing years, I've no interest in... um. In following off the shelf mainstream comics. Okay. I've, I've got too much going on. I want, that, that's why I like collecting issues, Ben. That's why I like collecting issues of the bi weekly comic book book club. I kind of want a curated experience. Okay, Michael. In my, in my later years, where even anything Ben can throw out a classic. Okay. You know, any comic book run can throw out, you have to read these six issues of Chris Claremont. It's called The Dark Phoenix Saga. And you go, oh, that was good, actually. Yes. I don't know if we're going to remember lepping into light in 20 years and go, that was some seminal Dick Grayson. I think the planet will be on fire by then, Michael. Won't it won't really matter. <laughs> you and your climate anxiety, Ben, have no time for it. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. But having said that, there were moments in this that I thought were great. Yeah. I, they were I, absolutely go. great. I practically leapt for joy during the rescue scene of the children with all the boats. That was good, wasn't it, Dunkirk? I, 
Loved for it. Superheroes. Dunkirk for smelly little street children. It was <laughs> that was great, good, wasn't it? And I was reading all the names of the ships, Ben. And I was going when it says Leonidas checking in and constant checking. I was like, are these references? Are these things I'm not getting as not a big DC reader, or are they just the names of boats? They're just fun names of boats, I think. Mm. Oh, it was great. What a great scene. Uh, yeah, that was very enjoyable, Michael. I think anything that uh, Robert Redondo puts his hands on in terms of showing us a bit of acrobatics from Nightwing is a real joy. I think it's, I think it's a very vibrant comic, Michael. I think it's got a lot of life. Um, Benjamin, I yeah. have not a single criticism of the art in this. Yeah, again, we've been on an. We've. I tell you what, DC is putting out some solid art. Um, that's some fucking. That's some suspiciously good shit, Ben. Yeah, your your Jamal Campbell's, your Jorge Jimenez's, your bloody Robert Redondo's. These guys are these guys are A-listers. They're. I've no time for it. I've <laughs> I've I've got only suspicion. <laughs> Who have they sold their souls to? Where is Mephisto? What, what's going on here? When is it going to get shit? When is it going to get to the stage where he only had twenty minutes to do a page? Yeah, it, it hasn't happened yet, Michael. It hasn't happened yet. But I think there are some really Benjamin. nice moments here. We we put out a little bit of content, Michael, on our Instagram this week. No, it was you. That was me. I, I do most of the Instagramming yeah. for this here podcast. But uh, we put out a little bit of content, Michael, and we talked about why you should be reading this. And I think a couple of those points stand really, really well. I really like the redefining of Nightwing and Batgirl. Okay. You see, I didn't care for that. Not that I don't think it's good or bad. It's just I didn't know they had been redefined. Yeah, I, I think I suffer very heavily here from Batmania uh, in this particular case, Michael, because I am a ginormous mm. Batman and Bat Family fan. They're some of my favorite comics, um, mainly Batman as opposed to any of the surrounding lads. But I love a Red Hood arc. Mm. I he love was in it, I, Ben, for like 10 seconds. Say it again? I saw him. He was in it. I oh, was there for five eighths of a second. We were talking yeah, about yeah. his brothers. He was in one panel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this does a wonderful job of looking at Nightwing's history and paying a lot of, you know, paying a lot of service to fans that have stuck with him throughout the years. We get glimpses of the Teen Titans. I think one of my favorite scenes, Michael, is where nobody is sure what's happened to Dick when he's in the Zuko apartment. Absolutely. Second favorite scene of the whole thing. And everybody, the the whole cavalry is coming in. Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl, Starfire. Starfire. Batman's there in the Batwing. He is barreling down. He's like, nobody has taken my son from me again. Just fucking try. Very, very good. And, you know, often one of the weakest things about comics is, um, what's, uh, where's, where's Superman? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the whole cavalry was coming. It was great. Not this time, though. This time it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. That's just two normal ladies. I really, I really feel like, (laughs) I really feel like if superheroes responded in a more coordinated effort to most of these things. Yeah, there'd be a lot less crime. Should it get wrapped up very quickly? Yeah, there'd be a lot less crime then. (laughs) Like, just get Batman in on the night, the fucking, the thing there when Heartless has a scrap with him. Be like, oh, there's a lad here in a suit. Can you bring in one of your EMPs from the Batwing, please? (laughs) Yeah, or Superman. I was talking to him earlier. He was pretty casual. Like he didn't seem <laughs> Be a busy. Little fucking whistle there. Yeah, he just kind of. We were just kind of having a chat, so he wasn't too busy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I really enjoy this comic, Michael. I think it's it's a very pure comic book experience. Go on. I I think in those first five issues, we introduced some interesting things, but it, there's nothing too. 
Oh, I don't want to say there's nothing too serious because there is. There's a man going around stealing homeless people's hearts. That's pretty yeah. fucked up. Yeah, he shouldn't be. That's pretty fucked up. But I, I think this version of Dick Grayson is very accessible to people. He's a, he's a nice person. He's Spider-Man. And, yeah, he's Spider-Man. He's essentially Spider-Man, Michael. You're not wrong. Yeah, he's just doing a Spider-Man. He's just doing a Spider-Man. Uh, but he's I just find it to be a very clean comic I think it's drawn well I think it's written well I enjoy the dialogue I enjoy the interactions between characters one of my favourite things is Nightwing getting his wallet stolen yes uh, I really enjoy the slagging the ribbing he gets from the boys back at the Batcave mm, the boys down the station the boys down the station that's it though I think some of those things are done exceptionally well um, and I, I just really enjoyed it I'm, I'm very soft on it Michael there's a reason I went out and bought it and tracked it down because I, I had read the first two and went, oh, yeah, I like this. This is a bit of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd read them weekly, had you, or monthly? Uh, I'd, I'd read the first two weekly, Michael, and then I said to myself, no, I'm going to going to wait to get myself a nice hard back. I'm going to treat myself and get a nice hard one. Benjamin. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it, I have to say. it Against my better nature. I was like, oh, I fucking hate this. I hate every minute of it. I hate... <laughs> I hate Nightwing. I don't care about this B-rate Batman. And then I was like, but the ships came and they helped all those kids. <laughs> but the little boys. The little boys. The girls. Helped and they were all smelly, but they were on the boats. And I was like, oh, his friends are coming to get him because he's been beaten up in an apartment. So as much of it, as much of it is, there's nothing new in this, Ben. No, there's nothing, there's nothing new. There's nothing mad fresh that you haven't seen before. No. But it's a very well put together retreading of some ideas like you said Ben there's a lot of Hawkeye in my life as a weapon here including a disabled dog yes th- I including mean including uh, rescuing a disabled dog from baddies yeah and there's a there's a big amount of that and those boys at the start they're they're a tracksuit mafia but with high school Leatherman jackets yeah so. yeah they're tracksuit <laughs> mafia but that American obsession with that very particular type of bully that doesn't exist they're the Leatherman lads Joel Manganello in Spider-Man 1 yeah they're those bullies, but they have guns for some reason. Like, <laughs> he has a gun for some he reason. Has a gun for He's some going reason. to shoot the dog as opposed to throw rocks. <laughs> shoot at a little dog. Yeah, like oh my god, this is exists. <laughs> so, you know, nothing new. Nothing. Like you said, the the ships coming to the rescue. We've seen that a hundred times before, but it was just everything is so well done. And in my opinion, Ben, it hangs on the art being so spectacular. Yes, this feels premium art. This feels like prestige format, like we've spent a couple of months putting this together for you. Here it is. This has been an effort. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, we, we do feel that. I, I feel, you know, this this new, more animated style of art, Michael, with very expressive faces and vibrant colours and stuff, That that's, that's in at the moment and it's a dime a dozen. And we see it a lot in Marvel comics at the moment, especially with their tie-ins for their TV series or movie series or anything like this, I'm thinking in particular of something along the lines of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I your, think your there's a stark difference in the quality of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the quality of the vibrant art in this one. Falcon and the Winter Soldier seems to use that style almost as a time-saving method. Oh. Uh, that's it, It's a harsh criticism, but... In this oh, particular case, I don't think it does. I think it's used here to great effect to lighten the tone of a hero that can often get swamped down in edge lording and heaviness and and things like that. And I think. Well, it I didn't it. see any evidence of that, Ben. I just saw him lepping off buildings and doing a flip. And he seems to possess the superhero ability to turn intangible. Uh, he does. It depends and on leave the, uh, and leave blue trails behind him. Yeah, 
It's very good, yeah. isn't it? No, look, Ben, I've I've comically misunderstood comics. That was you have you've misunderstood the, the art of sequential telling. Yeah, yeah, I've, it mm. was a little bit. I tell you, one of the things that warmed the cockles of this old heart, Michael. Go on. Is the Alfred legacy that gets put into this? I think it defines Dick's relationship with Alfred in a wonderful way. Go on. Uh, I think it's very wholesome. I think it's very warm. I think it's. I think it's a. One of the things you could accuse Tom King of, you know, on the Batman run, is a bit of a sensationalist uh, mm. writer. He likes a, oh my God, I just did that moment. Can't believe it. It was me. It was Tom King. And not and my I, friend Tom King, Ben. Not your friend Tom King. The writer and, Tom King. And I suppose sometimes, Michael, that leaves it a bit cold for characters that have been quite beloved over the history of a, a franchise. And there's no denying that Alfred is a beloved Bat family member. Hmm. We've seen Bruce struggle with it, but this is a great way of looking at how Alfred Pennyworth pretty much looked after an entire family of damaged young men uh, throughout their lives. And it's just a nice, I don't know, it's a very touching uh, kind of a love letter to Nightwing fans, if you will. In a lot of ways, it's like a love letter to Nightwing fans. Ben, my favorite thing about it, though, was, you know, living as we do in modern day Ireland. Yeah. Um, we, we see a lot of social pro- problems about the place. We do, Michael. And it had never dawned on me before that what we actually needed was socialism. And that was the real takeaway message I got from this comic, was that we should all just do a big socialism. Uh, I, I, I've held that opinion for years, Michael, but I'm you not allowed to put it for fear of demonetization. leftist. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pinko commie fuck. <laughs> you absolute commie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Are you a Nightwing fan? What did you think of this? What, what, what did you think, you think about the arts? Hmm? What did you think about this love letter to you, a Nightwing fan? To you, a Nightwing fan. You can get in touch with us in a bunch of different ways to find that out. Or to let us know. Sorry, not to find anything out. You can let us know in a couple of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at www.showmrabeug.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means a tiny room in Irish. You can find us on the Instagram at Collecting Issues. There's content now. There's content now. I've got content up and there's going to be more. I've got more made and ready to go. Oh, very uh, good. You can get in touch with us and recommend some of the comics that you have been reading lately that you would really like. We'd love to hear what you've been reading that you think merits a bit of a closer look. Yeah, we've had a suggestion, Ben, actually, from our oh. good friend Brian, who's suggested that maybe we could go back and in honour of the, the final season coming up soon, we could have a look at the very first collecting issues of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, let's do that. That's a That'd good suggestion, good. isn't it? That'd be, that's a great suggestion. Thanks, Brian. Uh, you too could get name dropped on the podcast if you get up on that Discord, baby, and have a chat with us. Hop up on it there. The link is down below us in the description. It is indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't had enough of us, you can always check out our episode that we did on Listen, the podcast that takes pop culture, where we took a look at bloody solar punk and its origins. And yes. the best part is, this is a bloody bi-weekly podcast, and you can join us in two weeks' time where we'll be taking a look at an absolute classic, Michael. An absolute belter, is it, Ben? S- yeah, Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, is it? Are we doing that? Yeah, we're doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting one, Ben. Yeah. Because that is also just straight out of a Spider-Man run, but, you know, considered a classic arc. Remember and... I joke earlier about the Dark Phoenix saga? That's yeah. the Dark Phoenix saga of Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah. a real love letter to Nightwing fans. <laughs> 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 no, we're not going to top that. Let's wrap it up there. All right.